Welcome to Parenting Today's Teens, a daily podcast that provides stories, insights, and wisdom to help you as a parent gain a deeper relationship with your teen. On today's episode, Mark Gregston and Wayne Shepard dive into a topic that will challenge, encourage, and inspire you as you parent your teen. Let's listen in. We pulled Mark off an airplane to join us in the studio here today. You have been traveling and traveling. I've been traveling a lot. I do seminars around the country, parenting seminars, and and much like this program today, helping parents understand what's going on in the culture, and at the same time, learning some new parenting techniques to engage their child a little bit differently to make sure they keep the relationship with them. So we'll talk today about how the teen culture has changed, and the question is, have our parenting skills changed? You know, absolutely, because it's changing so rapidly, and in a faster pace than we've ever seen. New ways to shop and communicate and socialize. All, all this is is growing in areas of technology. And what's happening is it's pushing out our relational component that we've all been created for. And so it's through relationships that teens mature, they gain value, they learn about social engagement and how to cope with pressures and the complications faced in this new and changing culture. So it means this, that parents have got to shift their parenting skills to ensure that they have the right tools and their parenting toolbox to be that effective mechanic that their teen desires and needs them to be. Mark, we live our lives, and maybe we don't notice all these changes, but when you stop and think about it, it's been a major shift, <laughs> it's, hasn't it? It's bizarre. You know, and every one of us has said this, that haven't we said that, man, I'm so glad that I don't have to grow up in this culture. Mm. Well, our kids do, yep. and I've said that a million times And they to don't families. have a choice, do they? They don't have a choice. I mean, just look at the difference here. Marijuana is getting legalized. Gender issues dominate the media. Teens communicate more with their fingers than with their voices. 4.3 million porn sites mm. demand supervision of the internet. More pictures are taken every two seconds than were taken in all of the 1800s. <laughs> Teens spend an average of 10 hours a day looking at some sort of screen. Entitlement prevails there's little respect for authority. They spend most of their time in the shallow end of the relationship pool. Masses of kids are leaving the church upon graduation from high school. Everyone is encouraged to speak their thoughts, and everyone has a platform to do so. The American Medical Association has increased the age of adolescence to age 27. Our teens live in an appearance and performance. Can I go on and on? Well, you add all that up, we, we've got to change how we parent. Oh, it's crazy. The court of public opinion seems to trump due process. Little is left to the imagination. Bullying and school shootings dominate mm -hmm. the news, and teens spend more time videoing those conflicts than engaging in resolution. Wow. It is a different, different world. And to a parent who says, well, no, I want my child to live in my world, that isn't going to happen. Yeah, I mean, it, you may want it to happen, yeah. but it's not going to happen. And so it, it operates against us and our desire for a godly family. And we sometimes forget that their world is more confusing and conflictive than it is to any parent. And we often overestimate the effectiveness of our parenting skills and underestimate the effect that today's culture is having on our kids. And that can do real damage. It is. Yeah. All and right. so, so I look at it and I go... <laughs> 
How would you like to grow up in that world? Oh, man, I tell you. How, how can parents respond? When, when do they need to start responding? Well, you know, I think the first thing is this. Know that changes are coming. I mean, in, in two different ways. As when, your teens grow up. That's right. When they hit middle school, things begin to change. But the other thing is changing, too, because it, it's, it's like a moving target. It's difficult to hit. But it's it's almost this, that the culture is changing. There's always new apps, new phones, new ways to communicate, new ways to engage, new ways to take pictures, uh, new ways to engage socially. You know, it's it's one 10-year period, dating's out. The next 10-year period, dating's in. I, you know, we're in a period where nobody dates anymore. I mean, internet relationships continue. Your innocent preteen is thrust into a world of exposure and new communication and social upheaval. And that's a lot of negative influence and false maturity that convinces teens that they can handle much more than they're able to. All this change in kids causes parents to start asking questions and struggling for answers, especially when a teen is swayed toward things that are opposite of how they've been raised. You say it starts in middle school. So are you talking about seventh or eighth grade or even younger? Uh, even younger than younger, that, yeah. probably 10 and 11 years old. Okay, wow. I, I mean, most people know that I live with 60 high school kids. Hard to believe I've now lived with over 3,000 kids. <laughs> you have the gray hair. Yeah, but it's amazing. <laughs> I know. It's, a, it's amazing to me that all the kids will say this. It started in middle school. I mean, that's when their problems it's started. crucial time. It really is. And that's when parents have got to be engaged. And it means this too to parents. It means this is where you've got to start changing the way that you engage with your child. It's not a teaching model anymore. Now it's a training model. It's not about hiding and protecting them all the time. It's about exposing them to a world so, so that they know how to handle the conflicts and difficulties and struggles that they encounter every day so that they can manage and wade through those adolescent waters that are, that are so hard for them to find. So parents need to find a new way of parenting. You know, the tools that they've used, uh, you know, effectively so far, they aren't going to work during the adolescent years. I mean, and, and, and you know this. You can't just I mean, tell them what to do. That's and... right. That's right. During the ages 1 through 12, we do this parenting thing, and everybody loves us, and they, <laughs> they think we're great, and they give us coffee mugs that say, world's greatest mom and world's greatest dad and T-shirts, and, and then all of a sudden, you know, age 12 comes along, and it's pretty much... You know, uh, and everything uh, changes. The switch is flipped. The switch is flipped. And if you believe that the old way of parenting is going to work during the adolescent years, you will fail. It's got to be different. You're moving from a teacher to a trainer, from a lecturer to a coach. And change is hard, and it takes humility. But I tell you this, by God's grace, you can do it. And not only can you do it, you must do it if you want to maintain a relationship with your child and continue to have the positive influence that you've had throughout the first 12 years of their life. You say that parents need to find new ways of connecting with teens during this time. Well, it's new ways. I, th I think some way it is saying, I've got to, in order to maintain the relationship and pursue your teen's heart, you've got to help them navigate this contrary culture. You know, during the first 12 years of their life, th there isn't anything that, that, that really matters much other than your relationship and them following you. Follow my lead, do what I'm doing. But when they get to their middle school years, it changes immediately. Mm -hmm. And so it means that parents have got to start looking and say, okay, this is a contrary culture. It's different than what I believe. And so now you have to learn ways to, to help a child in that world, not just follow your rules, but now live by a whole new set of rules that have been thrown on them. And if you're not effective in this, your, your child will become ambivalent. Yeah. They will have 
one life at school and one life at home. And by the way, if they're not changing, that's not a good thing. They need to change to learn to grow, right? All of them do. All of them do. And you have to remember what's most valuable. You know, too often we focus on what we think is important and we forget what is really valuable. I tell parents all the time, what does your child need? Just, you know, what do they need? Know what that is. Yeah. What do they desire out of life? What do they want? What is it that, that they would really want to achieve? What's important to them? What's a value to them? What's their top priority? And usually it's different than what it was the first 12 years of their life. So if you keep parenting them like that, you know, it's, it's, it's like having a 15-year-old that used to get real excited to go to Disney World, and now they don't even want to get in the car with you. Mm-hmm. It's because it's no longer appealing. And so you have to know what is valuable here to them. What is something that is so important that they want to embrace that, 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 that it just says, okay, that's how you need to be pursuing You need to ask, what, what do they need from mom and dad? That's right. That's right. And do this, mom and dad. Don't give up. Hope's not lost. You're going to go through a little conflictive period. You're going to go through a little conflictive period. That's not bad. That means that change is happening. You have a new role, and there's potential for radical growth for parents and for kids, and your team needs you now more than ever. Here's the problem. Culture has changed and is dragging our teens through the mud under the banner of progress. Parents are confused about how to connect, what works and doesn't work, and how to engage a teen that seems to be becoming more and more distant. This book, Tough Guys and Drama Queens, helps parents understand the nature of today's teen culture, grasp those styles that no longer work, and presents methods of practical helps for parents to restore, maintain, and grow their relationship with their teen. I wrote this book with parents of teens and preteens in mind, believing that if parents had some more parenting tools in their parenting toolbox, they would remain the mighty influence during their teens' most difficult years. Here's another neat thing. There's a curriculum series of the same title that I know can help your small group in dealing with the issues every parent faces during their child's teen years. It even comes with a participant's and a leader's guide. And you can get this book and the curriculum series at www.toughguysanddramaqueens.com. That's toughguysanddramaqueens.com. You'll love it. And your teens will love you more because you've taken the time to understand their world and how you can better help them flourish. When we talk about these uh, changes in culture and how our teens react, uh, think of the transition from school to home. You know, think about those pressures that they have and think about when they do come home, are you creating more pressure for them or are you giving them a place of rest? I mean, it's the world that that we all said we don't want to grow up in, but they come home after spending a day in that culture and now they've got to come home. So are we nagging and shaming and are we absent? That could be even worse than Mm -hmm. all of it, that I'm not even present in their lives. And I go, in some way, you've got to look at it and say, how do I engage differently? How can I make my home a place of rest and a place of belonging? And so I think that's where that message of affirmation has got to happen. Mom, quit correcting all the time. Dad, quit trying to fix everything all the time. To all you grandparents that are listening, quit being the parent. Be the grandparent. Let the parents do all that stuff, 
You love on them and spoil them rotten and love them <laughs> to death where they feel encouraged. But don't keep parenting. All we're doing is nagging our kids and shaming them into to, to a, a level where they feel like they've got to self-medicate to get out of that abuse that they feel in the culture that they have to exist in. And everybody, speak less, parents and grandparents, speak less and listen more. Absolutely. You know, dads, quit trying to solve everything in a 15-minute conversation, and moms, quit talking so much. And I, and I say that because your kids will shut you down and never get to hear all the wisdom that you have to share. And so, and learn to laugh a little bit. I think that's important for a family. Learn to laugh. If you haven't laughed in your home, you need to do something to bring that level up a little bit. And don't make any topic off limits if your kids want to talk about it. They need to bring it somewhere and gain wisdom. And that's going to be from you. Thanks for listening to Parenting Today's Teens. For more information, you can visit parentingtodaysteens.org, heartlightministries.org, or markgregston.com. Join us back here tomorrow for another great episode. We'll talk to you then.